Chapter forty seven of Miss Marchbanks. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Miss Marchbanks by Mrs. Oliphant. Chapter forty seven. Lucilla's calculations were fully justified by the result. Twenty times in a day she recognized the wisdom of her own early decision which was made while she was still by herself and before anybody had come in to advise her if she had left it over until the time when though much shaken she was understood to be able to see her friends it is just possible that the whirlwind of popular opinion which raged about her might have exercised a distracting influence even upon miss marchbanks's clearer head and steady judgment for even now though they saw her in her own house in her mourning people would not believe that it was true and that lucilla actually intended to make no change and all that tide of good advice which had been flowing through carlingford ever since the doctor's death in the form of opinion now rushed in upon her notwithstanding that all the world knew that she had made up her mind everybody says you are going to stay on but we do hope it is not true lucilla her friends said in many voices it is dreadful for us to lose you but you never could bear it dear and this was repeated so often that if miss marjoribanks had been weak-minded she must have ended by believing not only that it was more than she was equal to but more than she ought to be equal to which was a more touching argument still you are excited now miss brown said who had a great deal of experience in family troubles one always is at such a time but when things have settled down in their ordinary way then you will find it is more than you can bear i think it is always best to make a change if you were to travel a little you know but my dear i am poor said lucilla it doesn't require so much money when you know how to set about it said her adviser and there are so many people who would be glad to have you lucilla and then you might settle a little at cannes or tours or some of those nice places where there is such capital english society and everything so cheap or if you thought your health required it at pau or nice you know you are looking quite pale and i don't think you were ever very strong in the chest lucilla and everything is so different on the continent one feels it the moment one crosses the channel there is something different in the very air it smells different i know said lucilla meekly and then the conversation was interrupted by that afternoon cup of tea which nancy could not be got to think was an extravagance and round which to tell the truth the grange lane ladies began to resume their habit of gathering though miss marchbanks of course was still quite unequal to society as in the old times and unless it is for a very short time lucilla mrs centum said who had joined them you never can keep it up you know i could not pretend to afford nancy for my part and when a cook is extravagant she may promise as faithfully as you please and make good resolutions and all that but when it is in her lucilla i am sure one or two receipts she has given me have been quite ridiculous you don't like to give in i know but you'll be driven to give in and if she does not get you into debt as well as you will be very lucky i know what it is with my family you know a week of nancy would make an end of me and the worst of all is said lady richmond who had driven in expressly to add her might to the treasure of precious counsel of which miss marjoribanks was making so little use 
that i am sure lucilla is overestimating her strength she will find after that she is not equal to it you know all the associations and the people coming at night to ask for the doctor and-and all that i know it would kill me dear lady richmond said lucilla making a desperate stand and setting as it were her back against a rock don't you think i can bear it best here where you all are so kind to me and where everybody was so fond of-of him you can't think what a comfort it is to me said lucilla with a sob to see all the hatbands upon the gentlemen's hats and then there was a pause for this was an argument against which nobody could find anything to say for my part i think the only thing she can do is take inmates said aunt jemima if i were obliged to leave she would be so very lonely i have known ladies do it who were in a very good position and it made no difference people visited them all the same she could say in consequence of changes in the family or a lady who has a larger house than she requires which i am sure is quite true it goes to one's heart to think of all these bedrooms and only one lady to sleep in them all when so many people are so hampered for want of room or she might say for the sake of society for i am sure if i should have to go away but i hope you are not going away it would be so sad for lucilla to be left alone said lady richmond who took a serious view of everything at such a time oh no aunt jemima said faltering a little and then a pink blush which seemed strangely uncalled for in such a mild little tea-party came over her mature countenance but then one can never tell what may happen i might have other duties my son might make a call upon my time not that i know of anything at present she added hurriedly but i never can bind myself on account of tom and then she caught lucilla's eye and grew more confused than ever what could she have to be confused about if tom did make a call upon her time whatever that might mean there was nothing in it to call a blush upon his mother's face and the fact was that a letter had come from tom a day or two before of which contrary to all her usual habits aunt jemima had taken no notice to lucilla these were things which would have roused miss marjoribanks's curiosity if she had been able to think about anything as she said but her visitors were taking their cup of tea all the time in a melancholy half sympathetic half disapproving way and they could not be expected to see anything particularly interesting in aunt jemima's blush and then rose lake came in from grove street who was rather an unusual visitor and whose appearance though they were all very kind and gracious to her rather put the others to flight for nobody had ever quite forgotten or forgiven barbara's brief entrance into society and flirtation with mr cavendish which might be said to have been the beginning of all that happened to him in grange lane as for mrs centum she took her leave directly and pressed lucilla's hand and could not help saying in her ear that she hoped the other was not coming back to carlingford to throw herself in poor mr cavendish's way it would do him so much harm mrs centum said anxiously but oh i forgot lucilla you are on the other side i am on no side now said miss marjoribanks with plaintive meaning and barbara was as old as i am you know and she must have gone off i have no doubt she has gone off said mrs centum with righteous indignation as old as you lucilla she must be ten years older at least and such a shocking style of looks if men were not so infatuated and you have not gone off at all my poor dear she added with all the warmth of friendship 
and then they were joined at the door by the county lady who was the next to go away my dear i hope you will be guided for the best lady richmond said as she went away but she gave a deep sigh as she kissed lucilla and looked as if she had very little faith in the efficacy of her own wish maria brown had withdrawn to another part of the drawing-room with aunt jemima so that lucilla was so to speak left alone with rose and rose too had come with the intention of giving advice i hear you are going to stay lucilla she said and i did not think i would be doing my duty if i did not tell you what was in my mind i can't do any good to anybody you know but you who are so clever and have so much in your power i am poor now said miss marchbanks and as for being clever i don't know about that i never was clever about drawing or art like you oh like me said poor little rose whose career had been sacrificed ten years ago and who was a little misanthropical now and did not believe even in schools of design i am not so sure about the moral influence of art as i used to be except high art to be sure but we never have any high art down here and oh lucilla the poor people do want something done for them if i was as clever as you with a great house all to myself like this and well off and with plenty of influence and no ties said rose with energetic emphasis she made a pause there and she was so much in earnest that the tears came into her eyes i would make it a house of mercy lucilla i would show all these poor creatures how to live and how to manage if i was as clever as you and teach them and their children and look after them and be a mother to them said rose and here she stopped short altogether overcome by her own magnificent conception of what her friend could or might do aunt jemima and miss brown who had drawn near out of curiosity stared at rose as if they thought she had gone mad but lucilla who was of a larger mind and more enlightened ideas neither laughed nor looked horrified she did not make a very distinct answer it was true but she was very kind to her new adviser and made her a fresh cup of tea and even consented though in an ambiguous way to the principle she had just enunciated if you won't be affronted my dear lucilla said i do not think that art could do very much in carlingford and i am sure any little thing that i may be of use for but she did not commit herself any further and rose too found the result of her visit unsatisfactory and went home disappointed in lucilla this was how the afternoon passed and at the end of such a day it may well be imagined how miss marchbanks congratulated herself on having made up her mind before the public so to speak were admitted for rose was followed by the rector who though he did not propose in so many words a house of mercy made no secret of his conviction that parish work was the only thing that could be of any service to lucilla and that in short such was the inevitable and providential destination of a woman who had no ties indeed to hear mr berry a stranger would have been disposed to believe that dr marchbanks had been as he said removed and his fortune swept away all in order to indicate to lucilla the proper sphere for her energies in the face of all this it would be seen how entirely miss marchbanks's wisdom in making her decision by herself before her advisers broke in upon her was justified she could not set her back against her rock and face her assailants as fitzjames did come one come all this rock shall fly from its firm base as soon as i might have been her utterance but she was not in a defiant mood she kissed all her counsellors that day except of course the rector and heard them out with the sweetest patience and then she thought to herself 
how much better it was that she had made up her mind to take her own way notwithstanding all this commotion of public opinion about her made a certain impression upon miss marjoribanks's mind it was not unpleasant to feel that for this moment at least she was the centre of the thoughts of the community and that almost everybody in carlingford had taken the trouble to frame an ideal existence for her according as he or she regarded life it is so seldom that any one has it in his power consciously and evidently to regulate his life for himself and make it whatever he wants it to be and then at the same time the best that she could make of it would after all be something very limited and unsatisfactory in her musings on this subject lucilla could not but go back a great many times to that last conversation she had with her father when she walked up grange lane with him that night over the thawed and muddy snow the doctor had said she was not cut out for a single woman and lucilla with candour yet a certain philosophical speculativeness had allowed that she was not unless indeed she could be very rich if she had been very rich the prospect would no doubt have been to a certain extent different and then oddly enough it was rose lake's suggestion which came after this to lucilla's mind she did not smile at it as some people might expect she would one thing was quite sure that she had no intention of sinking into a nobody and giving up all power of acting upon her fellow-creatures and she could not help being conscious of the fact that she was able to be of much use to her fellow-creatures if it had been maria brown for instance who had been concerned the whole question would have been one of utter unimportance except to the heroine herself but it was different in miss marjoribanks's case the house of mercy was not a thing to be taken into any serious consideration but still there was something in the idea which lucilla could not dismiss carelessly as her friends could she had no vocation such as the foundress of such an establishment ought to have nor did she see her way to the abandonment of all projects for herself and that utter devotion to the cause of humanity which would be involved in it but yet when a woman happens to be full of energy and spirit and determined that whatever she may be she shall certainly not be a nonentity her position is one that demands thought she was very capable of serving her fellow-creatures and very willing and well disposed to serve them and yet she was not inclined to give herself up entirely to them nor to relinquish her personal prospects vague though these might be it was a tough problem and one which might have caused a most unusual disturbance in lucilla's well-regulated mind had not she remembered all at once what deep mourning she was in and that at present no sort of action either of one kind or another could be expected of her there was no need for making a final decision either about the parish work or about taking inmates as aunt jemima proposed or about any other single suggestion which had been offered to her no more than there was any necessity for asking what her cousin tom's last letter had been about or why his mother looked so guilty and embarrassed when she spoke of him grief has its privileges and exemptions like other great principles of life and the recollection that she could not at present be expected to be able to think about anything filled lucilla's mind with the most soothing sense of consolation and refreshing calm and then other events occurred to occupy her friends the election for one thing began to grow a little exciting and took away some of the superfluity of grange lane mr ashburton had carried all before him at first but since the rector had come into the field the balance had changed a little mr berry was very low church and from the moment at which he was persuaded 
that mr cavendish was a great penitent the question as to which was the man for carlingford had been solved in his mind in the most satisfactory way a man who entrenched himself in mere respectability and trusted in his own good character and considered himself to have a clear conscience and to have done his duty had no chance against a repentant sinner mr cavendish perhaps had not done his duty quite so well but then he was penitent and everything was expressed in that word the rector was by no means contemptible either as an adversary or a supporter and the worst of it was that in embracing mr cavendish's claims he could scarcely help speaking of mr ashburton as if he was in a very bad way and feeling began to rise rather high in carlingford if anything could have deepened the intensity of miss marchbanks's grief it would have been to know that all this was going on and that affairs might go badly with her candidate while she was shut up and could give no aid it was hard upon her and it was hard upon the candidates themselves one of whom had thus become generally disapproved of without so far as he knew doing anything to deserve it while the other occupied the still more painful character of being on his promotion a repentant man with a character to keep up it was no wonder that mrs centum grew pale at the very idea of such a creature as barbara lake throwing herself in poor mr cavendish's way a wrong step one way or other a relapse into the ways of wickedness might undo in a moment all that had cost so much trouble to do and the advantage of the rector's support was thus grievously counterbalanced by what might be called the uncertainty of it especially as mr cavendish was not as his committee lamented secretly among themselves a man of strong will or business habits in whom implicit confidence could be placed he might get restive and throw the rector over just at the critical moment or he might relapse into his lazy continental habits and give up church-going and other good practices but still up to that moment he had shown very tolerable perseverance and mr berry's influence thrown into his scale had equalized matters very much and made the contest very exciting all this lucilla heard not from mr cavendish but from her own candidate who had taken to calling in a steady sort of way he never went into any effusions of sympathy for he was not that kind of man but he would shake hands with her and say that people must submit to the decrees of providence and then he would speak of the election and of his chances sometimes mr ashburton was despondent and then lucilla cheered him up and sometimes he had very good hopes i am very glad you are to be here he said on one of these occasions it would have been a great loss to me if you had gone away i shall never forget our talk about it here that day and how you were the first person that found me out it was not any cleverness of mine said lucilla it came into my mind all in a moment like spirit rapping you know it seems so strange to talk about that now there have been such changes since then it looks like years yes said mr ashburton in his steady way there is nothing that really makes time look so long but we must all bow to these dispensations my dear miss marchbanks i would not speak of the election but that i thought it might amuse you the writs are out now you know and it takes place on monday week upon which miss marchbanks smiled upon mr ashburton and held out her hands to him with a gesture and look which said more than words you know you will have all my best wishes she said and the candidate was much moved more moved than at such a moment he had thought it possible to be if i succeed i know whom i shall thank the most 
he said fervently and then as this was a climax and it would have been a kind of pathos to plunge into ordinary details after it mr ashburton got up still holding lucilla's hand and clasped it almost tenderly as he said good-bye she looked very well in her mourning though she had not expected to do so for black was not lucilla's style and the fact was that instead of having gone off as she herself had said miss marchbanks looked better than ever she did and was even embellished by the natural tears which still shone by times in her eyes mr ashburton went out in a kind of bewilderment after this interview and forgot his overcoat in the hall and had to come back for it which was a confusing circumstance and then he went on his way with a gentle excitement which was not unpleasant would she i wonder he said to himself as he went up grange lane perhaps he was only asking himself whether lucilla would or could be present along with lady richmond and her family at the window of the blue boar on the great day but if that was it the idea had a certain brightening and quickening influence upon his face and his movements the doubt he had on the subject whatever it was was not a discouraging but a piquant stimulating exciting doubt he had all but proposed the question to his committee when he went in among them which would have filled these gentlemen with wonder and dismay but though he did not do that he carried it home with him as he trotted back to the firs to dinner mr ashburton took a walk through his own house that evening and examined all its capabilities with no particular motive as he was at pains to explain to his housekeeper and again he said to himself would she i wonder before he retired for the night which was no doubt an unusual sort of iteration for so sensible a man and one so fully occupied with the most important affairs to make as for lucilla she was not in the way of asking herself any questions at that moment she was letting things take their course and not interfering and consequently nothing that happened could be said to be her fault she carried this principle so far that even when aunt jemima was herself led to open the subject in a hesitating way miss marchbanks never even asked a single question about tom's last letter she was in mourning and that was enough for her as for appearing at the window of the blue boar with lady richmond if that was what mr ashburton was curious about he might have saved himself the trouble of any speculations on the subject for though miss marchbanks would be very anxious about the election she would indeed have been ashamed of herself could her feelings have permitted her to appear anywhere in public so soon thus while mr ashburton occupied himself much with the question which had taken possession of his mind lucilla took a good book which seemed the best reading for her in her circumstances and when she had looked after all her straitened affairs in the morning sat down sweetly in the afternoon quiet of her retirement and seclusion and let things take their way End of chapter forty seven recording by Maricel Quee.